Well, Pam, I missed the lovely 4th of July here in Southwest Ohio. I was, I heard it was hot here. I was in my, I guess, uh, the, my homeland of, or where I'm from, maybe I should say, of St. Louis, Missouri, where it wasn't quite as hot, but anybody who's been to St. Louis in July knows that you're going to walk outside and sweat in 20 seconds. How was it here? It was very hot here. <laughs> I hung out in my pool. <laughs> I did have a nice little grill out with my uh, with my family, which was nice. I will tell you, they were trying to torment me, though, because this year my brother bought uh, and, and a friend of ours brought a box full of fireworks. Oh. Okay, I'm not a fireworks girl. <laughs> I believe that the fireworks should be done by professionals. Not, the professionals not, and far away from me. Yes, and not uh-huh. in my backyard. But yeah, my brother kind of tormented with me with that. And I feel so sorry for all the pets. With yeah. the fireworks, because my dogs do not like. Yeah, that's what I my mean. They dogs. run upstairs in the bathroom and they hide. Oh yeah, mine too. Speaking of fireworks, let's go ahead and get this thing started. Yep, let's do it. This is the voice of Loveland. Hello, all, and welcome to the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com. I'm your host, the Loveland Tadler, R.D. Kulik, and with me here is, as Katy Perry would say, the biggest of all fireworks here in Loveland, Ohio, and that's the greatest other host, Pam Gross. How are you today, Pam? I'm good, Ryan. Welcome, everyone. Hope you had a nice 4th of July. Yeah, I hope I, as a matter of fact, it's interesting to think about it. Last 4th of July, heck, I don't think here in Loveland we did a parade. I don't know even know if we had an event last year. I don't think we did because yeah. of COVID. Right, yeah. yeah I don't but, believe we did. So this was a big 4th of July across the board. I'm Like I said, I was in St. Louis, and Fourth of July is huge there. And plus, in someone like me that works in government, Pam, our government doesn't exist without the Fourth of July. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> you know, I, I know there's academic or noise or stuff about people who who have issues with the Fourth of July. And that's not what we're gonna talk about here, Pam, because for the most part, I know for you, for myself, it's the one day a year where maybe we can all sit back and feel proud to be American. I'm not going to sing the song. Don't worry, folks. But um, I could play it. No, I won't do that to you. <laughs> but, uh, it, it is that day. It is. It was the day that we as a country declared, you know, we didn't ask for our independence. We declared our independence from a tyrant. And we should every 4th of July, especially after the pandemic, be like, that breath, that that fresh breath of, yes, we're all in this together. Makes sense, right? Yes, it does. What we don't need is some temper tantrum politicking. Look, I, I advise a lot of political candidates. I tell them all the time, go march in the parade. Let people know your name. Have a smile on your face. Shake hands. Kiss babies. Well, maybe not with COVID. Stop kissing those babies. But anyways, and maybe stop shaking so many hands. And, it, it and don't smell people's hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Be positive, let's say. <laughs> I don't have that issue. So <laughs> I don't have to worry. If somebody's trying to smell my hair, they're getting really familiar. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so every now and then you'll see some people that try to use the the celebration of the fourth for their own personal gain. And anytime I see that, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a low class move. That's just an incredibly classless move. Well, speaking of which, Pam, the Loveland Fourth of July parade. Finally, it's been. I mean, you you were on council. Fourth of July is kind of a big deal around here. Oh, it's always a lot of fun, Uh, um, and you see people we haven't normally you know see. And the city puts on a nice event, and 
Yeah, it's always a good time. And it's there to celebrate not only the community, but to celebrate, you know, right. America's <laughs> um, freedom and all of the things that, well, life, liberty, and happiness. Mm-hmm. So, Our mayor, Kathy Bailey, decided it wasn't about bringing the community together. As a matter of fact, our mayor, who her entire, and I, I'll say it, Pam, I think her entire tenure as mayor of Loveland has been kind of a failure in that she has decided instead of celebrating us being together instead of celebrating our freedom, our independence, that she would rather, in my opinion, take a pot shot at Councilman Tim Butler, but she would rather show the community that she's just a partisan hack that only cares about her point of view and doesn't care about representing these people, doesn't believe in the Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence. And the reason I say that, because everybody's like, geez, Ryan, you're being awfully harsh. She's our mayor. She has every right. She should be in the parade. She should be there celebrating this new freedom, this this celebration of freedom we have. But what she do? She's got her convertible throwing candy out. She has her sign on the car. But then she also has Councilman Neil Ory's political sign on the car. She has Councilman Ted Phelps' political sign on the car. They are running for election, I assume. And then she had two other signs on the car. One was a gentleman by the name of Kip Ping. And the other is a gentleman by the name of John Hart. Two names missing from that, Pam. (laughs) (laughs) You you care to elaborate? Well, I think the two missing names, obviously, are the vice mayor, the virtual vice mayor, Rob Weisgerber, and Tim Butler. By the way, ran with that. With that group. With that group. Exactly. Obviously, I guess he's persona non grata now. And by all understanding, he is probably going to be running again. I would be surprised if the virtual vice mayor ran again, not because he's a virtual vice mayor and deems that he doesn't need to come see us at the council. He hasn't been at council meetings for two years. Two years, two years. So this isn't a COVID thing, people. Yeah, no, this is not COVID. And if he's not well, then yes, he should retire. He should have retired when he wasn't well to begin with. He's been on council a long time. And when he makes it official, because, man, if he is running, that's very embarrassing for him. (laughs) that Mayor Bailey has decided to run people against him. But if he's not running, then yes, he needs to retire. It's time to move on. It's time to celebrate his great accomplishments these nearly three decades like... Hold on, Pam. Let me get my notes out here. Uh, No, that tax increase, that didn't go through. The tax increase he tried to put on people, he failed at that. Uh Hold the on. community center he was going to build. Oh, yeah, yeah. He built that community center oh. over there. In, oh, no, he didn't do that. That just brought a lot of debt to the city. He did build us Loveland Station. Oh, yes, yes. So there, yes. That's, that's the great He built account. the Loveland apartments <laughs> that a lot of people seem to think are the bane of our existence. Well, you can thank our virtual mayor for that. Yeah, so... Oh, virtual vice yes, mayor, virtual sorry. vice mayor, so that's... Rob a, Weisgerber. And look... Maybe the, we need a plaque over there with oh, his name that, on that'd, it. That'd be a great Loveland idea. Loveland Station, brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> Rob Weisgerber. Look, I, I've heard these are just rumors, Pam, but I'm the Loveland Tadler, so I'm <laughs> going to put those out there. I've heard once the virtual vice mayor does step down that good known Democrat Kent Blair, appointed by our Republican mayor, and one of those uh, four men I mentioned, Kip Ping, he's actually a Republican precinct executive. I don't know much about him outside of that, but I do know that he also shadow endorsed the Democrat Kent Blair. I believe Kent Blair will be Mayor Bailey's new vice mayor. So <laughs> that's a that also I know the precinct executives like Kip Ping also had Democrat Kent Blair sign. So all you Republicans out there that claim 
you should not be giving Democrats power. Well, your precinct executive, who now wants your vote for city council, he did do that. Yes, that Uh, is a fact. Yeah, and before I I move on to kind of the bigger point I wanted to make about what the mayor did at the 4th of July parade and how, not just how classless it was, but how every single person in Loveland needs to understand what the mayor's trying to do, I do want to talk a little bit about her other chosen candidate, John Hart. Now, assuming the vice mayor has now retired— or will be very shortly, not running for re-election. One of those two, Kip Ping, John Hart, that's a seat they're going to fill. But the other one, and I believe this is John Hart, is the guy who the mayor, who Mayor Bailey wants to defeat Tim Butler, wants him to kick Tim Butler off the city council. And what that means we'll talk about in a minute. But a little bit of information about Mr. Hart that I do know is he's a... I, I, believe a football coach it might have been a different sport but a coach assistant coach at the high school loveland high school he was also just recently appointed the assistant mayor uh or the assistant mayor the assistant uh principal at either the loveland intermediary or the loveland middle school he is an employee of the loveland city schools being an employee of the loveland city schools he has spoken in favor of levies for the school and he has also donated money through the teachers union and stuff to help pass levies for the Loveland City School, including that last 14.8 or whatever ludicrous levy that got defeated by 60 points. So Mayor Bailey, on top of selecting a Democrat and running with a Democrat and fundraising in Kent Blair, is now trying to put on the city council, Pam, an employee of the Loveland City Schools that is all for the levies for the schools. That's who she wants representing you. Does it seem like that's what the public wants? Honestly, Ryan, I don't know what the public wants anymore. And I'm just being real honest because I personally don't really understand why more people aren't coming to council meetings, why they aren't speaking out, because this has gone on for several years now. I don't really understand the public's lack of interest in the fact that you have no independent thought amongst the council members. You know, we we joke around and we call them bobbleheads. That is an apt description of those people on council right now. And I want to go back to the 4th of July because I participated in as a council member in 4th of July. All politicians, you know, participate in 4th yes. of July events. But there's a difference. And the biggest difference is, is that in the past, we've never taken the 4th of July parade as a time of politicking, okay? Being a council member, you're a duly represented, uh, representative of your community. You put your name on your car and you wave and you throw candy. There was nothing wrong with no. Mayor, Bailey, Mayor, Mayor Bailey doing that. What has never been done in the past and what I quite frankly think is kind of classless is the politicking on behalf of other people. It's fine that you represent yourself. If Ted Phelps wants to represent himself, then Ted Phelps should have been representing himself. But he hasn't done that for eight no, years that, now. This is, and yeah. this is my point. This goes, and this goes back to what I was saying about I don't really know what the public wants. Is because you have a candidate, Neil Ori, who ran four years ago on a particular platform. He was going to be your community advocate. What a joke. My point is, is that he runs on this and he's done nothing, absolutely nothing. He very, very rarely has anything of substance to offer to any, anything. And you ask him a question and everything that they do, they do in private. 
the very things that he was saying that people were doing, and that's why he was going to get on council. So when he knocks on your door and tells you that, people seriously, honestly, you just need to laugh at him. Here's the other thing, though. The other two people, Kip Ping and, and John Hart, first off, why were you in the parade? I mean, be in the parade as the baseball coach or the football coach or whatever. It's not a politicking event. It's not that time and it's not that place yet. Well, even hey, Pam, I'll even give them a little bit of leeway. If Kip Payne and John Hart wanted to ride in their own car and throw out candy and have a sign that says whatever their name is for Loveland City Council, fine, you can do that. This is, and people, this is what I know you're going to say, well, Ryan, you just said you were out of town. I know people, and people send me pictures, and I see these things. Plus, I believe it was Loveland Magazine or something, I think, streamed it. It wasn't just Mayor Bailey with all these signs on her car. There was a pickup truck behind her. You have these four grown men huddled in the back of a pickup truck with their knees up to their chest, I mean, with their heads down, while the mayor basically pulls an invisible leash along with them. I mean, Councilman Neil Ory and Councilman Ted Phelps have shown that they have no spy. It obviously has shown that they have no loyalty. I mean, Ted Phelps ran with Councilman Tim Butler. Neil Laurie ran with Councilman Tim Butler. The lack of loyalty in itself is pretty disgusting. And we'll get to Councilman Tim Butler's crime. The reason why he didn't get to huddle in the back of that truck while the mayor pulled the leash and said what you need to think. So that that's expected of those two. Neil Laurie and Ted Phelps, like you said, they have a record. And they have a record of having of having no individual idea, no no unique thought in their head. They do whatever Mayor Bailey tells them to do. And that is how they voted. Exactly. Now you have Kip Ping and John Hart. So we are led to believe, since they can't have their own vehicle, their own voice, their own anything, that they're just going to continue down that path. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. No, I think you're right, because I think this is interesting, is that... <laughs> The, just the just the pure image. Uh, I too didn't go to the parade, so mm. I, I I was sent pictures. Mm. But the, just the sheer image of these four grown men in the back of a <laughs> of a truck and their heads bobbing around. They are bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of interesting because now all of a sudden she's got her four because she needs four. It's all about numbers. So she's taken two bobbleheads who I guess you know Tim Butler no longer is allowed to to be part of her cabal. So and and obviously Vice Mayor Weisgerber can't be a part of the cabal. So we have to go find two other little puppets out there who will just do whatever she says. That is frightening to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and that is the thing that should frighten the public is that I want independent thinkers. And the message that they have just sent through this parade is that, oh, just vote for us because we're just going to do whatever she wants us to do. That is not what this is about. And it's ironic that it was at a 4th of July uh, parade, you know, because the 4th of July is supposed to represent, you know, freedom of thought and freedom of speech. None of the things that Mayor Bailey believes in, because clearly she is all about squashing people's thoughts treating them disrespectfully and condescendingly when they come into council, and all about the fact that you want to stifle any kind of free speech because, oh, my God, you have a, you know, a dissenting opinion than hers. Well, we can't hear that. And so the message you just sent was having those two new men signs on her car. Oh, good Lord, we need to run fast and we need to run far from them. 
look, you see those four names, it should automatically be it. You can't vote for them no. because a vote for them is a vote for tyranny. And I, I hate to use that kind of extreme language, but that's exactly what it is. Tim Butler's crime, a man who voted for Kathy Bailey twice to be mayor, a man who, for the most part, has voted along with them on things like Pace or like the early days of Dora that we have spoken a lot out against, a man who has championed the ideas of the Chamber Alliance and these other things. He has been, I would not say, an adversary the way that maybe a councilwoman Angie Sattel was. But he did have a few independent thoughts. Even in the early days, he voted against the extra hearing they wanted for developments. And uh, he, it was just him and Councilwoman Sattel at the time that voted for that. But more importantly, he's been asking questions. Councilman Butler has been asking questions about the parking garage, which we don't have answers. He's asking these questions. It is the largest public works project in the history of the city of Loveland. And there has been zero public hearings on it zero public input on it and they are just bowling forward with it again asking questions simple questions pam how much is this going to cost how much money is it going to make what problem is this solving that city manager kennedy has no answers for so every single one of us in loveland every single taxpayer needs to be perking our ears up and being like look if mayor bailey gets these new bobbleheads in there. She gets rid of Tim Butler, whose crime again, Pam, was asking a question about the taxpayer's money. She silences him, silences all that opposition. Pam, it's going to be much more than a $12 million parking garage they're going to move on next. It's going to be us giving something away to the schools because they can't pass their ridiculous levies. So now the school has a representative on there. Let's just make the city. Hell, you guys voted for us and we built a $12 million parking garage, you don't care. Why don't we just give the school $15 million? That's the path we're going. Yeah, and Ryan, here's the thing. If you, as a voter in Loveland, saw those four signs on Kathy Bailey's car, and you vote for those four people, the truth of the matter is, is that we are never going to have a conversation about anything that is going on in the city of Loveland. Because there will be no reason to have one. She has her votes. And that's the message she sent. These are my guys. These are my bobbleheads. These guys will do what I asked them to do. And that should scare every voter in Loveland because we are about to embark on a path because you didn't even mention the fact that you talked about the parking garage and, you know, it's $10 million and goodness knows it's going to be much, much more than that. But we can't even get any kind of public discourse whatsoever on that. And as you said, we can get no question has ever been answered about that. And by the way, Mr. Phelps and Mr. Ori both said that the public would get their say. They have not Mr. Phelps and they have not Mr. Ori and you do not deserve the voters vote because you haven't listened to the voters at all. You haven't listened to the residents at all. But here's the other thing is, we're also going to be having a conversation about eminent domain. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about that because that's something else that they did very stealth-like at the end of the last council meeting. And they passed an ordinance after pretty much everybody had gone home about taking somebody's private property and private business. And guess what? If you vote for the four people whose signs were on Kathy Bailey's car, she's telling you, you don't matter. You don't matter. 
And that's the thing. I understand that these two, Kip Ping and uh, John Hart, may be new, but the truth is, is they're not. They're empty suits. If I'm wrong, guys, you know what? I'm hey. going to say this. Go on. You can keep it or, yeah. or throw it out. If I'm wrong, come and talk to us. Yeah. Hey, come and talk to us. We will do a podcast if Kip Ping and John Hart want to sit down with us, but also understand, I'm going to have some questions for you. Because you need to show me that you are not an empty suit. Because right now, your track record isn't very good. Because Ryan, first off, Kip Ping, as you mentioned, was a precinct executive, a Republican precinct executive, who endorsed a Democrat. So anybody who is out there and he runs around and says he's a Republican, no, he's not. He may be a registered Republican, but he certainly... Republicans do not endorse Democrats, and precinct executives really don't. They're there to work for the party and the party candidates. So that's already something that I have a problem, you know, that that's problematic. But the other thing is John Hart is the chairman of the comprehensive plan. And the comprehensive plan right now, if you read a lot of what's going on there, they want to change zoning regulations, and they want to do it in one mass stroke of a pen, not a bunch of public hearings. Well, that's not very transparent to me. And that is just continuing on the tradition of Mayor Bailey, which is maybe why he is being endorsed by her. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that, Look, at, at yeah, the end of yeah. the day, we want independent thinkers. I want representatives. We have seven representatives. We're supposed to have seven thoughts. I'm not telling people that they all have to vote the same way. I'm not even telling you that they can't vote the same way, but I want to know what your thoughts are. And we have never gotten that out of this group, ever. All they do is yes, 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 and they never have a discussion. It is so important that people have representatives that actually will offer their opinion on something and why they're voting the way that they're voting. Look, we're, we're coming into a situation now where you have to know, if you are Councilman Andy Bateman, Councilman Neil Lorry, Councilman Ted Phelps, I, I'm not going to include Kent Blair in this because he is the ultimate. I mean, he's like the ventriloquist dummy, and Kathy Bailey just speaks for him anyways. But the rest of them, if you're... He thinks he's a stand-up comic. Uh, I know, I know. It's, I mean, and he's not funny at all. No, no. And but, half the time, he's inappropriate. Yeah. But if you're any of these other Councilman Bateman, Phelps, Ori. You got to see what she, what happened with Tim Butler for asking a question about taxpayers' money. That's it. That's his crime. That there's no loyalty from Mayor Bailey. It's her way or the highway. It is a tyranny. It's a tyranny of thought. She does not want to represent the people of Loveland. She wants to represent Kathy Bailey and then collect her her minions to do whatever she wants. And guys, that is... Look, we don't want to accept that at the federal level. We don't want to accept that in our in our homeowners associations. We sure as heck should not accept it with people that have control of our taxpayer money. So I hate to say it, but I don't know Mr. Ping. I don't know Mr. Hart. Councilman Ori will never speak to me. He's not my community advocate. And Councilman Phelps, I've had uh, just a few words with. I don't know. This isn't anything about them personally, Pam. But they have shown that they have no spines. They are politically cowards, and they are disloyal to a man that once they ran with. 
Those are not the type of people I want in government. The fact remains, Pam, that we said, look, they're going to, if they get their votes, they're going to build this moronic garage that wastes our money, the Loveland streetcar, as we'll call it. And then they'll, I don't know, give money to the schools or constantly, they they think they're going to get away with this again and again. And then finally, one day they're going to be like, oh my goodness, we're running on fumes. Because even if the vice mayor is retiring, Pam, his spirit will be felt well that he just wastes the taxpayers' money until we can't pay for basic things like police and fire and public works that they're going to come and ask you for a tax increase. And that's happening a lot sooner than it is later because Mayor Bailey has failed. She has failed this city. She has failed it as a leader. She has failed it as the mayor. And now, you know what? I think, Pam, I think this should be their campaign slogan. Mayor Bailey's four men, Councilman Ori, Councilman uh, Phelps, Mr. Ping, Mr. Hart. This, Pam, I think should be their campaign slogan. We shouldn't be going nowhere slowly, Pam. We should be going nowhere fast. That should be the campaign slogan for Mayor Bailey's new bobblehead. So, Mr. Ping, Mr. Hart, Mr. Phelps, Mr. Ori, you're welcome. And if you need to look it up, that is from the not great early 80s uh, Walter Hill movie, Streets of Fire, Diane Lane, Willem Dafoe. The, it's not Diane. It's Diane Lane lip syncing in the movie the fire inc i think is the name of the band but uh uh, nowhere fast that's where we're heading with mayor bailey's vision fam you have uh tremendous talent in finding (laughs) some of those obscure songs i love it well ryan just on a more serious (laughs) because that's true that nowhere fit that's just funny but on a very serious note we can't have people who um we absolutely cannot have people with no with no solutions, who are just empty shirts, who are just going to rubber stamp something. We can't have that. Ryan, we have a huge project, as you said, with the parking garage. If you've been paying any attention, we have two big developments that are marred, mm-hmm. are mired, mired, yes, mired, that are mired uh, with problems. We also have the eminent domain, but the other thing is we have Grailville. That is a gigantic development (laughs) that is going to have a tremendous impact on the infrastructure of the city of Loveland. And if we just have a bunch of people who are just going to do whatever Kathy Bailey tells them to do, then I, you know, honestly, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, with, with all that being said, The Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com, is a production of Ion Community. This episode is written, engineered, mixed by Pam Gross and Ryan Kulik. And the music is by my father-in-law, again, with an assist from the soundtrack to, again, people, it's not a great movie, Streets of Fire. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I did see it was on Netflix or something. So if people are really curious, that that banner of a song, Pam, that's at the very beginning. So you can, oh, okay. <laughs> you can get that. And, with that, that's that's what I got. It's uh, we're into the dog days, and we talk about this now. Mayor Bailey knows who she wants her silent majority to be. Yeah, there's still a month before the filing deadline, so let's see what happens. Yeah, folks, come on out because we need some serious people with some serious solutions, not rubber stampers, not empty shirts. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you have a great rest of the week. 
And remember to be informed, be involved, be influential. <laughs>